Uh, now I talk about two real estate related um, tax strategies. Cost segregation is a very common one. I don't think we need to go into a lot of detail here. We have a, we have a discussion panel with five experts talking about this for 45 minutes. If you're not informed here, we can get that to you as a member. Uh, that's free. Obviously, our member portal and all of our 750 investor mandates in there are free. Our 25 recorded conferences and investor summits and workshops in there are free to you as a member. So we're not going to belabor this much, but essentially when you buy a piece of real estate, you typically can then bonus depreciate the structures, the plumbing, the wiring, et cetera. You can't bonus depreciate the grass, the land, but the property structure and components of it, you can. It typically is about 25 to 28% of the value of the property. Uh, the more that the land doesn't have the value and the structure does, the higher percentage can be depreciated through a cost segregation study. And these are engineering studies that you know cost anywhere from a couple thousand dollars to $10,000 to do at most. We've done these on a couple of properties over the last year, and it's pretty straightforward. Many CPAs are very familiar with how to use this. Historical tax credits... People in general, professionals in general, are much less familiar. Historical tax credits take a nuanced process. There are 37 states that have historical tax credits at the state level that um, you need to navigate based on where you are. In some states, you can buy historical tax credits from others who have produced them. In some cases, you can use historical tax credits against federal taxes. In some cases, against different types of state taxes. You can do a whole day workshop on this topic. We interviewed. Um, a expert on this area. We also talked about it on one of our discussion panels. So again, I would direct you to there. But if you're in real estate, these are two areas to at least know about and keep in mind. And just know that the historical tax credit work needs to be planned from the start before you close on the project. Once you touch the building or start renovating anything, it could be too late and it may not get approved. And it can be time consuming. It could be very worthwhile, but it could be time consuming versus cost segregation is relatively straightforward and is not nearly as time consuming. So just something to know about both of those. 1031 exchanges are very common. Most people know what these are and Biden might have them be going away. Um, so I'm not going to go too deep here, but essentially when you sell a piece of real estate, um, you typically can trade into a like kind piece of real estate um, and not pay taxes on the capital gains. Uh, that you would have had to on that previous piece of real estate you sold. So the thing to know here is that some investors aren't aware that you can do this. The other thing to know is that there's some investors who have sold a piece of property and they're on a time clock and they have to put that money to work into another property within a certain amount of time where they're going to pay capital gains. And if it's $2 million they have in their hand now, but they're going to have to pay capital gains and pay a $400,000 tax if they don't put that that money to work or a $300,000 or $200,000 tax where they don't put that money to work, they're very motivated to find a property to put that to work in. Um, and so that's just something to keep a, an ear out for, to be helpful to someone or to use that momentum that they need to have to move faster with that investor, maybe versus some other leads you could follow up with that have reached out to you. All right, health savings accounts. These are interesting just because they're um, little known and very flexible. It's one of the most tax efficient parts of the tax code, not huge dollar amounts per year, but this can add up to uh, a nice emergency fund or a, a tax efficient fund to tap into down the road. So essentially, if you have a high deductible insurance plan, then you can be contributing $7,000 in change, it changes every year, but $7,100 or $7,200 into a health savings account. 
and that is protected from uh, taxation. So you're not being uh, taxed on that as you contribute it. You can put this into different types of health savings accounts. You know, uh, mine is set up in a self-directed one on one of those self-directed IRA type platforms. So you can invest it in hard money lending or real estate deals or private equity deals that are at arm's length and not connected to you. Then you track your health expenses each year. And if you want to, at the end of the year, you take the money out also tax-free as long as you spent $7,000 on your health, on healthcare related things that the doctor ordered and the doctor said, oh, you need to go to a chiropractor or a masseuse or something that you know is healthcare related. You typically can then track that in Excel and you can take out the $7,000 that same year. And now you're able to use that $7,000 uh, and use it tax-free um, for health expenses while it grew during the year in your investments. But the other thing that you can do is not take the money out, but track those expenses for the next 15 years. And after 10 years, you put in $70,000 and change. Um, so after 15 years, you know, you'd have $100,000. And if it had grown by just five or eight or 10% a year, you'd have maybe a quarter million dollars in there or a little bit less maybe. And then on some rainy day, when you really need access to that capital, if you've been tracking your health expenses each year, as long as you have a log of that over those 15 years, you could say, well, here's my expenses over all those years. I'm going to take that withdrawal now uh, tax-free because I need it now for my kid to go to college or because I got cancer, I want to travel the world or whatever. And meanwhile, it grew tax-free in the account. It went in protecting you from taxation and it came out protecting you from taxation that's rare for a tax strategy to be able to go in and come out tax-free. Um, and again, check with your CPA, check with tax experts on this, but just know that this exists. And you know, it's different, it's seven to nine different strategies stacking on top of each other that helps an investor become more tax efficient and have a more robust tax plan. Otherwise, if you rely on one idea, one plan, or one part of the tax code, and Biden changes it or tax. And, or the IRS says, no, you didn't document that right. Well, now you have six other strategies that hopefully you did do right. And it doesn't all fall apart because your one strategy didn't hold up. So it's just one of those things that you can add value to an investor as you work with them or just do for yourself if you have a high deductible insurance plan.